Well, that video is exactly right. Christmas isn't over. The word Christmas is a word we get from the Latin. It means celebrating Christ, and we want to continue doing that throughout the year. Um, but we're going to continue doing that today. I want to call up some friends to the stage. Uh, we're going to continue this. Uh, I told you we had some surprises. We're going to have a Christmas conversation about a number of different elements of Christmas. Um, and I wanted to get some help, and I got Pastor Rick and Pastor Greg and Pastor Eric here to join me. So, gentlemen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw the first one out, so it's going to be a softball to you guys. So what are your favorite <laughs> Christmas traditions, oh. but why? Why? Hmm. I'll go first. I was going to say, so, not everybody at once. Yeah, no. I know, considering you gave us these questions yesterday. <laughs> so um, this has been a recent one, so for the last three years. So Hanan's birthday is on November 12th. So what we do, we make that the kickoff of our Christmas season, which is early. So we decorate our house. We decorate, wait a minute, it wasn't the outside because I, I procrastinated on that. So the inside of the house was decorated. We order like P.F. Chang's. That week we, that's how not Very Christmassy. Food. Yeah, gotcha. very Christmassy. So then we uh, put ornaments on the tree within the week. And I think that might be the highlight for me because we have all these special ornaments from all the years gone by when the kids were little. Um, I have a little Cooperstown ball for when we visited uh, Cooperstown for our anniversary a few years, uh, yeah, 2004, I guess. But yeah, so all the ornaments just bring back different memories. So, yeah. Greg, you probably have some traditions like before the internet, before microwaves. It's true. <laughs> before, t before microphones. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I would have said our Christmas morning, you know, when we, my family all comes together and we spend several hours together and we, we go, we read the Christmas story, we sing together, we, we have lots and lots of great food uh, that we pay for for quite a while afterwards. <laughs> um, uh, I might have mentioned the, we have between myself and the Horner family, we have like 37 Christmas CDs now. And so we, we have a new CD uh, every day for 37 days before Christmas. So we, we have a lot of we have a lot of Christmas music. But since this is year is COVID, I, I would say, you know, the this Christmas Eve service has become more and more very prized. And I think it's really it's evolved over time in that um, not only do we get to worship together with our church family, uh, which is really Hits a, hits a desire and a longing in my soul that we don't always get on our other Christmas activities. But I think that um, we have that element. And then to watch people just linger after that time and to see, you know, whether we had refreshments and cookies and things like that, people taking pictures, people passing along gifts. It's just been a very unhurried, wonderful, warm kind of time to experience that together. So I think that's become more and more a, a real Christmas special uh, memory for us. Yeah, I think two things jump out for me. Uh, I think for there's a little while there during my life that I felt like I got into a routine of uh, Christmas, something that's it's good, it's important, but it kind of blows by really fast and you move on. Uh, but I think since having kids, just seeing their joy and wonder has kind of renewed my, sparked, re-sparked my uh, love of Christmas. And so two things really stuck out to me. One is food. I mean, I love food. Always food. Yeah, uh, Always. we do so many different fun Christmas only foods. Like my wife's got a couple of traditions. She's brought into the family with food, uh, as, as well as cookies, things like that. And the other thing would just be, I, I love seeing the, the 
our neighborhood is super festive. And so our kids, the way they look at Christmas lights has been awesome. And just seeing the little things that are clicking with them each and every year, oldest kids now uh, turn six this year, and, and just seeing the little things that are clicking each year and just the reason why besides, behind some of these things have been awesome. So that would be kind of two things to stick out for me. Food, food's always important. Um, we have a couple of things. I love Christmas music. And, uh, and one of the things I do before Christmas is I always listen to the, the Messiah all the way through, which is just literally scripture with music. Uh, and we might surprise you, we, we really get a lot into the gag gift type of. And, and uh, so that was actually put together for me several years ago once the, the music and the gag gift. I love Christmas music, but I detest the little drummer boy. It's just so repetitive. I think it's like torture. And so my, my daughter-in-law made me a CD of about 20 different people doing the little drummer boy, including Justin Bieber, which I just can't stop playing over and over again to torture myself. Uh, so what are the most significant and meaningful parts of the Christmas story to you? I think for me it's just incredibly humbling to continue to think about the reality, the fact that the king of the universe stepped into our world and stepped into and became a, a, a baby boy and all the limitations that, that provides. And so it's, to me, that continually amazes me and humbles me is the fact that he had everything and yet gave it up for us. Excellent. Yeah, I think that um, obviously the most significant for me is that I have a savior that I, that I couldn't have had any other way except for God um, making a way for us, you know, through his son Jesus and his perfect life lived for me and his perfect righteousness then offered to me, you know, in exchange for my sin. So that would be the most significant part of it. But the, for the meaningful, I think it really hit me, you know, this year, similar kind of thing of just how how humbled he 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 was. And and um, I've just been seeing more and more and more shows lately about space and galaxies and beyond galaxies and telescopes are sending out to see more and more things that they can't see but to think about the greatness of God which just spoke that into creation with a word you know he, he made the stars I think it says in Genesis he made the stars you know to, to consider how the humble uh, God who brought himself into a, a limited body you know in that little baby and, and, and I think we were talking this year about how that was a quiet entrance as opposed to when he comes back, it's going to be a loud entrance. So I think just this, you know, the Philippians 2 kind of picture of how far he went to humble himself in order to, to purchase us is, is pretty mind-blowing. Yeah, I mean, just the way God rescued us, the way he chose to do it in a way that I would never design, right? You think action hero type stuff, entering the world, <laughs> Roman Empire going down, but right. no, he entered the world as a baby, you know, and like you referenced the Philippians 2 passage, I mean, just the humility of not counting equality with God to be the thing to be grasped, you know, he didn't keep that for his own, he laid that aside to rescue us, you know, and to see that modeled, but in a way that I would never, never fathom, you, you think about the incarnation and it's, it's mind-boggling to think about, like, because it's not something yeah. that could be made up, <laughs> Yeah, you know? Yeah, I, just the, the whole concept of that, because I was thinking, well, you know, 
this isn't the start of the of the redemption story. I mean, Genesis three, and then you go back and, and go. Well, what about all the, the the vignettes with regards to the birth in Anna and Simeon and you know, so many different stories. But when you think about you know how in the world did God take all of deity and pack it into a human body and and decide to do that for us is just you know, absolutely inconceivable. Yeah, I mean, just the proactive nature of God, yeah. seeing us in our helpless state yeah. and taking the initiative to, to rescue us yeah. when we didn't want to be rescued. Yeah, and as out of control as the world is currently, it shows that he's in control of absolutely everything. Speaking of which, COVID. How has COVID impacted this Christmas for you or even this Christmas and last Christmas for you guys? Well, uh, you know, for many, many years, people would talk about Christmas and the gathering of their families and the gathering of friends and uh, sharing food together and, and just all the things that you could do together. And, um, you know, I think the, the hindrance is, you know, my family was not able to do that at Christmas mm -hmm. itself. Right. Um, we have, you know, COVID in our house right now. <laughs> um, and so, and I was negative this morning, by the way, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, we got a lot of that stripped away mm -hmm. this year. And for many of you, you couldn't be with us and you couldn't mm -hmm. be together and you have vulnerable family members. And so you're being very careful and, and that all makes sense. But it, it seems as though a lot of what we really enjoyed of the Christmas season kind of got stripped away and all our plans and all our expenses and all the things that we did to prepare for that just couldn't come together. Um, this year, but I think the opportunity it gave me was, you know, there's a reoccurring um, theme, you know, in many of the Christmas programs and many of the Christmas stories is what's, what is Christmas really about? It's, what is what it really about? And it kind of tests our heart to say, do I really believe that Christmas is really about the birth of, a son, of, 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 of God's son? And so I think it kind of it kind of became a Mary Martha kind of illustration to me, mm, yeah. like all the all the activity of, of the Martha kind of doing all these great things for Jesus and his disciples and all these things, you know, and from Luke 10, and that was all kind of taken away and say, Greg, Greg, you're you're worried and bothered about too many things. You know, only a few things are necessary, just one. And to me did I really press into that, you know? And so that's why I think, you know, this season is, is for some of us, you know, it's, it's, it's a time to kind of slow down with the people that God has available to you, you know, enjoy them, care for them, meditate on what the value of the season is, let God restore your soul and, and enjoy the, the birth of a, a, a simple message about the birth of a son. I yeah. think that's how it's good. I love that phrase, stripped away. Yeah, that's really been a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. So my daughter came down with COVID the night before Thanksgiving. <laughs> so then I have five kids. One did not get it, but every five days someone new was getting COVID. So I was out of commission for four weeks. We didn't get to do many of the normal things, you know, that we get to do usually this time of year. But, you know, God kept telling me, like, redeem this time. How are you going to redeem this time? Mm. Because if I believe that God's in control of everything, right, then that theology needs to come alive in this time. Like, there's a reason I'm, I'm home with my kids and, mm. you know, are the activities too much? You know, where we're out five or six days, you know, nights a week doing things. Is that 
always good for my family. Right. No, probably not. But it's, it was challenging, and we were very blessed that it wasn't too serious in our home. You know, I know many in this church body is suffering, and it's been more serious for other yeah. people. But for us, we were able to take that time and do something, do something with it. Yeah. Like, you can either sit and kind of moan and complain, or you can realize, like, God put this and gave us this opportunity to be together and play, play board games, <laughs> you yeah. know, reconnect as a family. Um, you know, we, we were excited to see the Spider-Man, uh, the, the Spider-Man <laughs> movie, so we watched, like, Marvel <laughs> movies. You know, we did do spiritual things. You know, we had, we had plans. We were writing scripture together. Um, but it was just, it was just fun because I felt like we connect on levels of, like, fun, <laughs> but then yeah. also more deep in spiritual could things. I, could I just check you on uh, that no, statement? No, don't. What does that mean? You write writing scripture together. What it, writing scripture together? Yeah. So we do a. So we have a plan. When you you version. So they always give us a verse, for on the plan. So we all each day we write that verse. So you're not creating it as we're. Oh, no, we're not. We're not <laughs> creating. I didn't scripture. want to create. Wow. I didn't want people writing into us on that one. Yeah. I knew you didn't mean. I don't that. think anybody would have taken it that way, but I'm glad you yeah. checked that. First and second book of Rick. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Philippians two out the window, yeah. huh? And to kind of insert, one of the reasons we've changed the plans this morning is because um, Brendan was supposed to lead worship, and he's down with COVID. I mean, down with COVID. And Don was going to speak, and Don is down with COVID. So we really are the last, you know, last men standing here at this point. So um, it's and it's touched each it's three of our houses, I think, um, and you guys have had it. Yeah, we had it way back in like yeah. February. Yeah. Um, I think for me, the that question there, how's COVID virus been the hindrance and the opportunity? Uh, I think for me. It's really given an opportunity to remember what Christmas is about, and and really also the other thing was really just appreciating the gathering of of the church together, and, and so not not taking for granted the times we have on on a Sunday or Christmas Eve. It's a greater appreciation for those than I think that we've that I've probably had uh, previously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for us, it's been uh, first of all, it just destroyed all our plans. We, all, we you know we had dates, plans, flights, all kinds of different things, and it's it's messed with all of those. Um, and and it, one of the things that stripped away was was sort of a, a covering. I think I was hiding behind is it, that opportunity to worry, and suddenly it's going now. I'm, I'm starting to worry about this and what about even just the plans, not so much you know um, the illness, but but uh, and then it challenges me to think. Okay, so what is it that I'm worried about? What am I trusting in? And I suddenly realize things like convenience, et cetera. They're functional gods, and if all of a sudden you step on my plans, that becomes a big deal. And so it's been a chance to go back and say, Lord, this is, this is not about me. It's not about us. It's about you. And, and um, strip it back to what it really should be. Yeah, we had the conversation a couple of days ago in our house of, of just the, all the things that get done, whether it be making food, making cookies, whatever mm -hmm. else. Um, and, and I was seeing it even with, with my wife of just the stress level rising a little bit. I was like, all right, what, what really matters here? Let's take the night off. Let's go drive around with Christmas lights. We'll go grab dinner somewhere else and just stop worrying about to-do lists and just focus on what this really is, is really about. Yeah. So, so the, the gifts have all been unwrapped and we've been happier. We're the, the so luckily the socks fit and things like that. Um, and the, the plans have all been changed. Christmas has passed. So how should the Christmas story and the reality of the incarnation give us hope throughout the rest of the year from the 26th on until shopping starts again? <laughs> So I think about the Christmas story, okay, so God rescued us in an unexpected way, in a way we could never fathom. 
So 2022 are, is going to hold all kinds of challenges for me, for you, for you, for you. So I can be tempted to look at the resources laid in front of me and wondering how things are going to come together. But when I look at the Christmas story, God did something unfathomable in my mind. So when I enter situations that I can see, like, oh my goodness, like how is this going to get resolved? I can trust in a God that works in a way that I wouldn't work, and he has ways that are so far above me that I could never imagine. So I can take that confidence into 2022 and realize, like, God, God has this. You know, I'm called to be active to do all I can, but ultimately God will work. There's many things. I could give testimony after testimony of how God has worked in my life in a way that I, I would have never thought of, <laughs> you know. But that's really interesting because it happens time and again where God operates a way that you don't expect, a way that you didn't pray, and yet we still expect him to operate the way we Yeah, because we like to plan out. We right. Like, you know, we, we see our resources, we plan out, but then God has these unlimited yeah. resources we don't see. Yeah. So I was given short notice to, you know, do the Christmas Eve message, and I think, I think that and was for very me. well, if I might add. Well, thanks. But I think that message was for me. You know, I think that message was for me because what it caused me to do is to really take some time and really think through the Isaiah 9 section um, where it says, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And we, I was sharing what I was learning, you know, is that these things, these things give hope to us. You know, these are, these are reasons for us to have hope because God has given us a child. He's given us the Savior who is all these four things to us. And I was just trying to think through what, what difficult circumstances can I hit in the next, you know, year that one of those aspects about who God is won't minister to me, that he has power, that he, he can give me answers, he can give me wisdom, he can give me comfort, he can protect me, you know. Um, he can save me in situations, you know. He can give me peace when circumstances don't give me peace. So my, my nugget that I'm holding on to as I'm walking through the, the unknowns of this next year is, you know, I still have this child. I still have this Savior. And he is each one of these four things to me. And one of those elements that I receive because of my faith in the gospel, you know, one of those things is going to is going to minister to what I need to believe to give me hope in that situation. Yeah, one of the lines that I, I remember each year is a few years ago. The the line was used in one of our sermons. Um, we celebrate Christmas because Easter is coming, and, and so it's it's. I, I just love that thought and that remembrance each year, because that's that's why it matters. Because it's, it's he came as a baby, so that he could die on a cross and rise again and lives with us forever. And to be able to celebrate that and to, to be able to just enjoy that. And I feel like in the midst of all the craziness this year, um, that to, continues to be the thing that I hold to and, and reminds me of. Um, one of the things that we've, we try and do in our house is uh, Paul Tripp's got a great Christmas devotional call, called Come Let Us Adore Him. And one of the lines stuck out to me, kind of a, a theme I've kind of mentioned a couple times uh, today about the familiarity oftentimes can lead to something that kind of bypasses. But he, he said this says, but familiarity often does bad things to us. Often when we become familiar with things, we begin to take them for granted. When we are familiar with things, we tend to quit exam examining them. Often when we are familiar with things, we quit noticing them. 
When we are familiar with things, we tend not to celebrate them as we once did. Familiarity, <coughs> excuse me, familiarity tends to rob us of our wonder. And here's what's important about this. This is a line that stuck out to me. What has captured the wonder of our hearts will control the way we live. And that, to me, is the thing that you think about Christmas. Like, well, oftentimes we, we kind of breeze through it and kind of move on to the next part of the year. I mean, I think already as, as church production, whatever else, I'm thinking, okay, well, now what do we do for Easter? But it's like, no, what, what, what captures our heart, wonder of our hearts, that's what controls the way we live. And so if we can really be captured by the wonder of Christmas, the hope that's brought, that can then completely change how we think about how we go about everyday life. It complete, completely show us that the hope is here with us. We can live with that hope day in, day out. Because Christmas is really the crux, of the, kind of the, well, it's kind of the start of that climax of the story. When you think about all history, it kind of leads to Jesus' birth leading to his death. And so the, that thing is the, the thing that you have to continue to let it control your heart, control your mind as you go through every day, because that changes how we live. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, as, as I was thinking about this question, I, I thought to myself, if, if God can become man, then, then he can really do anything. Um, if he can spend a lifetime on this earth um, just, you know, in, in human form, just like me, then he can, he understands me and what I've gone through and he has compassion for me. And then the last one is, is if God could live that life perfectly for 33 years and then exchange that for me, it, it just reminds me afresh of what, of the love of God, that he would do that for me, that he would take that perfect life and that he would give it to me. Um, so those are the questions that are on the sheet, but I've got a surprise question I'm going to ask you guys. So if you had a Christmas wish, a Christmas prayer for the congregation in 2022, what would that be? And I'll go ahead and go first since I'm prepared. And because I, I thought about this, I thought, you know, what, what would I really just want to see happen in our church, you know, over the next 12 months? And I thought to myself, you know, Christmas is a, is a wonderful story. Easter is this great story. And yet we, you hear it over and over and over again, and it can become cold. It can become rote. Um, and so my, my prayer for our church would be just a wonder and a love and a care for God would just be refreshed. It would be renewed um, that we would see through childlike eyes, through fresh eyes, what our Savior has done for us and that our love would grow for him. Next. Wow, George. Um, yeah, I, I think mine would go along with yours. I think some, some of us need to wake up, you know, from sleeping for 18 months, two years, which kind of quarantine forced upon us, but it gets us into some bad habits. Yeah. So we're hoping yeah. 2022 you know, as a church, we're going to provide different opportunities to help you get out of that. You know, we have Alpha starting, you know, Greg, Greg's leading us in Alpha and starting January 27th. What a great opportunity it is for you to invite a coworker, a friend, the family. And Rick, what is Alpha? What, Greg, what is Alpha? When is it? January no, what, what is it? What is it? So uh, Alpha is a, an opportunity for you, if you if you're a young Christian, or if you're not not sure if you're a Christian, or if you're interested in Christianity, it's an opportunity for you to explore that in a context that's really very fun. There's not a lot of pressure in it. Uh, there's food. There's there's a it's a, it's a very light atmosphere in yeah. the sense that it's a very safe atmosphere to really 
ask whatever questions you have and, and no question is going to be too easy or too stupid or you won't feel, you know, we, you'll be respected, but it's a context yeah. where you can kind of explore Christianity and you can do it in a, in a very relaxed, fun way and, and, uh, and have a context to build some really great relationships mm -hmm. in the midst of it and, and see if, you know, if, uh, if this is, is, this is what God has called you to. So Alpha is a great way to wake to wake you up. I, I when we did it uh, years ago, I found that people that brought brought friends, coworkers, who, whoever, kind of that renewed their faith and kind of gave them a renewed energy for for God, and that awakening you're talking about. That I saw that time and time again in Alpha. So January 27th, I would really pray through your list of. Yeah, and we're turning this into a full promo. Yeah. <laughs> Text Alpha to six one eight ten ten, right? Yeah. Yep. And you think about other things we have going on, even January alone. You have the mm -hmm. spiritual gifts workshop January sixteenth. Uh, you can text gifts to four zero six one eight ten ten. That's a great way to just explore uh, some of the gifts you maybe may have, and uh, we're going to kind of look at some different spiritual gifts, but also give opportunity to kind of learn and grow together on that, and kind of look at areas where we can em employ those gifts, um, and even think about even next week. Uh, for the young adult crowd, the 18 to 30-ish year old crowd, we have our uh, cross-conference uh, January 4th through 6th in the evenings. Uh, it's a great time to think about how we are all called to mission. And so all three of these events are, are great ways in the next month to kind of get very plugged in and, and get excited about what God's doing, uh, both in our community and your life and, and what's going on around us. So your question was, uh, what would be my Christmas wish? And... Um and that's kind of an interesting kind of a question. But one well, we're thing. We're in Narnia here. So we well, I keep thinking them. about, you know, Amy Grant's Christmas wish, and I thought that's not going to happen until eternity, you know, in <laughs> heaven or something like that. So, but uh, I, I think that with, with, the, with the knowledge that God has already prepared good works for us to walk in, mm -hmm. and that God's will is good, and it's acceptable, and it's perfect, in fact. I, I wish that I and I wish that we would step back from an assumed programming thinking or assumed plans mm -hmm. and step back and say, Lord, w where are you going? <laughs> you know, what have you prepared for me to walk in with a, with a, with a confident hope that it's good? Mm. It's, not, it's, not, it's not dashed. It's not, it's not lost. It's not destroyed. It's um, not your plan. It's not stripped away. It's, it's not. It's exactly God's what plan. And so I want to be in step. I wish that we would learn to be in step with an anticipation of good. God's plan for us is good. And it's also an abundant life. And so there's lots of, there's a lot of joyous things before us. And I, I, I wish that we would, you know, be a little bit more childlike and be a little bit more joyfully anticipating the good plans our fathers has prepared for us. Yeah, that's good. I think the only thing I would add would be for me is just thinking about letting the, no matter the circumstances we face in front of us, we don't know idea what 2022 is going to hold, no idea what tw a year from now is going to look like, um, but letting the, the wonder of the hope really capture our hearts afresh this year. And, and no matter the circumstances we're walking in, um, that we would just be drawing near to, to Jesus in that process, and that would be, um, our faith would be li be being lived out 
in the body, but also the world around us, whatever the circumstances may face. Amen. Well, since you guys are professionals, all my announcements are over. But uh, we want to thank you guys for coming. Uh, if you have any questions, if you're new, if you want to get more plugged in, text the word welcome to the number 410-618-1010. And until then, we hope to see you in person next week. And we have a few other things going too. So we have ending worship. We have worship here, more worship to go. Um, But other thing too to note is all these things can be found on the website, uh, gracecommunity.org backslash weekly. If you want any more information about any of the things we talked about, anything that's upcoming, check out the website. It's a great place to to go see those things. Um, But yeah, let's, uh, let's spend some more time in worship.